Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Adam and I am back in the closet where I conduct all of my video and podcast interviews. And today I am so excited to catch up with Del Shores, who is a writer, author, director, producer, and creator of the Sorted Lives franchise. After decades of working in the entertainment industry, Dell is finally making his New York City theatrical directorial and producing debut with the premiere of Jiggs Burgess's play, Wounded. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Adam Rothenberg, and for the past 15 years, I have been going behind the scenes with celebrities from the world of film, television, theater, and music on both my entertainment platform, Call Me Adam, and its podcast, Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. With over 1,500 interviews under my belt, I make my guests feel comfortable and at ease, which allows them to talk about life behind the curtain. So without further ado, please welcome Del Shores. Hi, Del. Hello. Here we are together Here we again, are. just like old times. I know. I'm <laughs> so excited to talk to you again. And well, I have to start this interview off by saying that I am amazed that Wounded is going to be the first time you are directing and producing a play in New York City. So yeah. I have to ask you, what made this play be the one you chose to make this debut with? I guess because mine were never chosen. <laughs> I had a lot of almost opportunities in New York. I mean, with my play, starting way back with my play Daddy's Dying, it was it was being courted by Manhattan Theater Club way back when. And then uh, and then it fell apart. And then uh, then Trials and Tribulations of a Trailer Trash Housewife was I mean, we were looking at the Zipper Theater and then that fell apart. So it's just I it was just like near misses and then this opportunity came up and I, I I don't know if you know the history of it all but the quick version is Jiggs Burgess who is uh, all a fellow Texan uh entered uh, the first uh Del Shores Foundation uh, uh writers playwriting uh contest and he won and he won with a play called The Red Suitcase and when one of the things that we do for our producers I mean for our writers is that we have a uh, a lot of partners uh, that are artistic directors, producers, and what, they don't have many requirements except to read our winning play. And so John Peterson of P3 Theater Company read The Red Suitcase. He was actually one of the judges because we have a lot of the. And the moment it came through, he said, I want to produce this. I want to produce this. Well, then there were other opportunity, but Jiggs uh, picked P3 Theater and... Um, and this is the crazy thing is I was just going to sit back and come to opening night. And we had had a great reading of it that I had directed in uh, Texas at our writers festival. But the director that they chose decided to go to divinity school. So I always, he, I said, I was like, he, he left the play for Jesus. So I was like, Jesus is understudy. Uh, and, and, and so I stepped it in because they were, they were, they were like, oh, do you know any good directors? And I go, you know, I've never directed anybody else's work. This is, that was the first. And, uh, meanwhile, uh, Wounded was a play that Jiggs was 
in my, at this point he was at in my writer's workshop uh or not uh, that i have on monday nights and um he developed wounded there and it, it, it's really uh it's really as written it was two plays that kind of like they did you know like jack hefner did with patio porch they were completely separate plays but they connected in a way mm-hmm. and uh so john was doing the fringe in hollywood i know i said this is the short version <laughs> uh and uh and he he asked jiggs do you have anything else jiggs had this two character play easy to produce mm-hmm. and he they produced it it won every award available at the hollywood fringe and uh, once again, I did not direct that. And then uh, uh, when the opportunity for New York came, uh, Jiggs asked me after our experience together with Red Suitcase if I would direct the longer version of it. And I said yes immediately. And and then through a series of events, uh, my production company uh, took over the producing of the New York version. And here we are with Emerson Collins and me together again, and Emerson producing and uh, me directing. And of course, Louise H. Beard, our other uh, Tony Award winning uh, producer. So uh, it is a crazy, crazy play. I mean, I can't wait for you to see it. It oh really is just psychologically intense. It, it's deceptive. It starts off as like, oh, it's a fun comedy. And then these little drops start happening. You go, oh, wait. And by the end, you're just like this. So, uh, and that's the way I was as an audience member as well. So, um, and the actors are just Craig Taggart and Shaw Jones. But besides being really good people and Southerners, uh, they are fantastic in these roles. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. I want to tell you a personal behind-the-curtain story that I may not have fully shared here. For the past two years, I have been part of an amazing community built for and by entrepreneurs called My Sexy Business. We have a wonderful weekly live streaming show called GME. Good morning, entrepreneurs. As an associate producer and roving reporter, I can easily say this show is for you, the entrepreneur who is in search of community and getting your questions answered. Our co-hosts and roving reporters share life experiences that will hopefully make you feel less alone on your entrepreneurial journey. We'd love for you to join us every Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at MySexyBusiness.com. And now we're back. Well, I am excited to dive in even more because I, in reading the description of the show, it, it sounds like such a thrill ride. And I have to, well, actually, before we get into the intricacies of the show that I'm going to relate to you, um, I do have to just also say one of the things I love about you that I feel like you demonstrate is that it's never too late to do something. And when we talked in 2022, you had just published your book, that you started in 2007, the Sorted Livestock yes. before the trip. Right. So now I feel like it's a trait you have. Here you, you've you been in the entertainment world for decades, and this is your first time 
directing a show in New York City. And I just so I feel like you say yes to just so many things. Where do you think that trait of I'm just going to keep going, I'm going to keep doing, doing, doing comes from? You know, I, I don't think about it all that much. I was last night I was as I was uh, cleaning my entire house, which didn't really need that much cleaning. I thought, why don't I just slow down sometimes and lay on the couch and watch Netflix, which I do. I mm-hmm. actually absolutely do. But I like being creative and I like creating with really amazing actors. And now with a playwright that sort of we sing the same songs. And I, I have to say about Jiggs Burgess, you, you're saying it's never too late. Jiggs Burgess is, you know, in his 50s. Uh, we have no age requirement with the Del Shores Foundation. Anybody can submit if they're in those 16 Southern states. And our winner of the screenplay award this year, and we ha- we know, we don't know. We have no idea how old they are. We don't see pictures, nothing. But uh, he's 72 years old. And he and it's a brilliant, brilliant screenplay. And so when Jiggs, uh, you know, Jiggs is living in Graham, Texas, not even I was kid with him. I said, you're not even in the city. You're on a farm to market road. You have chickens. But uh, but Jiggs had always written um, and and mostly in uh, for 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 uh, schools, you know, uh, in the educational uh, and and was, you know, a tutor and worked with students and but he but you know there's a lot of things you can't do on the high school stage and both (laughs) i mean wounded i don't think he's going to get a lot of productions at uh, in the texas high school plays so this just really you know with the red suitcase uh, he was compared to faulkner he was compared to williams he was compared to compote they they in the same sentence and I was, I was like thrilled and jealous all at once. Uh, <laughs> I really wasn't jealous. It, it, it's it's one of those things where you see somebody succeed and they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm seeing with Jiggs Burgess. So I I'm really thrilled that he got this opportunity. You know, to and which gave me an opportunity to direct. You know, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Now, getting into Wounded a little bit here. So you have accomplished so many things in your life and career. Is there anything you haven't done now similar to one of Wounded's themes because someone or something from your past has gotten in the way? Well, I I never did any porn because uh, the Southern Baptist Church just kind of, no, I I don't think it. And I think that ship has sailed. I think <laughs> that there's nobody that's going to ask at this point. Uh, you never I, know. You you never know. I guess I guess Adam, if I were to say there's something that I haven't done that I would like to do, I would like to work more as an actor. I really got a taste of that again when you know. I often say your your to my actors. I go sometimes your your curses become your blessings and the the demise and the the betrayal and the stealing that happened with sorted lives the series uh caused me to go into a financial spin that i hadn't experienced in a really long time uh i wasn't able to work uh in television because the person who owed me a lot of money and wasn't paying me that money while lawsuits were going also owned me basically you know so i I could not work in television, which was my bread and butter at the time. 
And so I, you know, I lost my house at that, in that, in that period. And, um, and I went on the road and I wrote one man shows and I then Caroline Ray saw me in New York when we were, when I was doing my very first one, my sorted life. And, uh, she saw me, uh, perform there and at, at gay fest there. And she said, come on the road with me, open for me. And so she helped me learn to do stand up at a very late age, which I, I, I got good at. And so, you know, four DVDs later, and then the one that I loved the most was Six Characters in Search of a Play, because it really allowed me to demonstrate where I came from, and that was being on stage as an actor. So I wouldn't mind doing more film and, you know, TV if the opportunity came, or stage, as, as an actor. Someone else directed me, like Emerson directed me in Six Characters. So maybe anybody listening, I'm available. I play, I and I play women, men. I mean, you know, you've seen Luanda on yes. uh, Instagram. I think she should have her own show. <laughs> yes, yes. I was gonna say you could also take the Charles Bush route and write your own leading roles. Yeah, built I his love, career on that. He certainly has, and has a Tony nomination. Writing outside of that, mm-hmm. he he's one of my heroes actually, and he's a friend. So another theme in Wounded is that the it talks about the paths of our lives can lead us down are on full display. So I know you're very forthcoming with a lot of things in your life. So what is one path your life took that you would like to put on full display for somebody watching to help make them feel as if they're not alone on their journey? Mm. You know, because I was married uh, to a uh, my ex-wife Kelly Alexander and we had two, two we have two amazing daughters together I wouldn't I've never written about that part of my life all, and and I get so but when people find out that I uh be, you know they say why why and I go well I was a southern I remember I, I quick story uh Whoopi Goldberg who I uh, got to work with in a very sordid wedding the way I met her was Caroline Ray um called me one day she said someone wants to talk to you and Whoopi gets on the line and she goes uh hey Dale it's Whoopi uh what (laughs) he goes how'd you get so fucked up (laughs) and I said well my dad was a southern Baptist preacher says oh that's all you have to say yeah and so you know when when someone says well why didn't you marry a woman didn't you know and I go yes I knew I knew I was attracted to men all my life but I didn't want to be I didn't you know and wounded addresses that I mean wounded you know explores that theme as well I wouldn't mind writing about that, and I've thought about it, and and I want to do it in a way that that um, is honest because I think you know it, it it's gotten so much better, but there are still so many Southern men who feel like they have to do something that is not organic to them, mm-hmm. and then it affects a lot of lives, mm-hmm. you know. So I wouldn't mind, uh, you know. It's just. Uh, it's, it's writing about yourself that I've done it a couple of times and it, you know, you really have to kind of remove yourself from the picture and, and because you don't want to be sanctimonious, you know, you want to be truthful. I wasn't a saint. I mean, you know, I could look like the villain. I could look like the antagonist in this. You could tell that story two different ways. Mm -hmm. You could tell it from her point of view of trusting this relationship. And then all of a sudden the rug is just pulled out from under you. 
or you could tell it from the other point of view, which I'm so so much more familiar with, right. of how difficult that was, or maybe both. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just writing a new play with you right now, Adam, just <laughs> figuring it all out. But that, that is a... I never have short answers, do I? I but that is a that is a, a, an area I would not mind exploring. I think that would be great. And I think it really would help a lot of people out there. I think a lot of people would resonate with it. Not only Southern, I think there's a, a lot of men and women out there who would relate to that that storyline very much. And and I feel like I feel like, though, with your one man shows, I mean, you you did write a lot about your life in them. So mm -hmm. this could, it's sort of to me like an extension of that, just right. a little longer. Yeah. And how it affects, you know, the kids mm -hmm. and how the, their psychology and, uh, you know, and, and, and at different ages, my daughters were three and five mm -hmm. were, you know, almost six when, when this happened. And so Rebecca does remember Kelly and me living in the same house, Caroline's like, I just don't even see it. <laughs> you know, she's like, ow. Uh, so it, it, I think there's some comedy there, but I think there's also some poignant and uh, pathos for, for all characters. It it could be the first vehicle you write for yourself to be in. Mm, yeah. I'd have to pay, I'd have to play the grandfather at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. I think it would be, I think it would get too pathetic. I mean, it was pathetic enough at 35, but at 66. Yeah. I think you could pull it off. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. We just, uh, it, it, I don't know if you remember the line that um, Dale Dickey had at Southern Baptist is when she talked about that stripper who, who put, 10 more years on her career by removing the first three rows of tables and changing all, changing all the lights to surprise pink. <laughs> That's what I'd have to do. <laughs> I'd have to do it in a theater that just would take out the orchestra. Yeah. You know, we just move <laughs> everything back just a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh. That I don't even, I don't even know what to say to that except whatever you have to do to make it happen. I want you to, I want you to act. I want you to, write this story. I want you to do it all. So whatever you oh. have to do to make it happen, do it. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Now, another question I have is, what do you get from directing theater that you don't get from directing film and television? I, I never feel more at home than I do when I land in a theater. Uh, I love directing film. Love it. I love the intimacy of it. I love that we can talk like this, have a really intimate conversation and that it's very real. But, uh, you know, uh, I grew up uh, in the theater and the church. My mother was a, a drama teacher, so that's how I, I got my start. And uh, I don't know, when I land in the theater, it just uh, it, it it just feels at home. And I don't feel uh, I don't feel constricted on any level. I, and I, I, I don't ever worry about making my day the 12 hours and, you know, uh, or, or, you know, it, it, it's just a beautiful, I just love the theater. I love it. And, and I, you know, I, I've always not directed anything but my work because I'm a selfish person and I didn't want, it's too hard. I mean, it's too hard. But, uh, when I directed, uh, Jig's work, it resonated so much with me 
But in that, it was a very different experience because I use the that rehearsal period, I use previews as that final stage of rewriting. Mm-hmm. And 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 also I'm very big on honoring the words of the playwright because I am the playwright. And so I make them so um so I've been very protective, if you will, of his words. I've been very protective of his vision to the degree that yeah. you know, if there's anything that I question, I always call him and go, Is this what you intended? And, um, and it's usually, yes, I think we've had one time where it was a little, uh, it was a little, there was, there was something we weren't on the same page with, but I don't fight that, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's, it's his story. It's not my story. Um, so, uh, it's just been a pleasure to be back and, uh, having a year of theater and I'm going to, I'm going to continue. I've got a new play myself and. After this is over, that's that's next for me. Oh, exciting! So, yeah, exciting. I so, think okay. I think this could open up a whole new you know a whole new door for you that you've now taken this step to direct somebody else's work. You never know where now that could lead to. That is true, and, and and I have had opportunity, um, just never this good. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 in all in 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 complete transparency, uh, I recently loved a uh, a film that I got all the way to the end with. It was between me and one other person, and I didn't get it. So uh, I'm I'm very open to directing other other work. Uh, it just has to, you know, it just has to resonate. I'm 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 at the point of my my life where I don't want to work hard on anything unless I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And you know, you know theater Adam, it's not like it pays the big bucks. <laughs> like TV. True. True. I I used to say I do film and television to uh to support my theater habit. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> That is a great line. Well, I can't do an interview with you without asking are there any plans for another installment in the Sorted Lives franchise? Oh my goodness! It's it it is it has been that journey that never ends, isn't it? Uh, I have a really good friend in Texas, Patrick, and he has two. He has uh, twins. I was going to say two twins, but that's redundant. <laughs> uh, so he he tells me he goes. Do, he's always like, you have to think of the children. You have to you have to write. The sorted, the sorted Christmas movie, and uh, so I had when, when Rue was alive. The last time I saw Rue in New York, I went over to to see her, and we had you know all the the series was in legal hell, but I still had the film rights. So I was uh, I was talking to Rue, and she had already had a stroke, and um, she said, uh, I, I said, I want, I want to do next. I want to do Merry Sorted Christmas with you as, you know, a, a, y'all get brother boy out of the middle institution for half a second. And, but here's the deal. And this is going to make me sad. So you've made me sad. Um, I can't do it without Leslie. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I just can't. I mean, we lost Sarah Hunley who played Juanita. We lost Rue. Um, we lost Olivia. I mean, it's just like, it, I I don't know how you do Sorted without Brother Boy. And I don't know how you do Sorted without Leslie Jordan. I mean, to be quite honest, in even now that you say all of that, 
in asking the question, it's like I forgot that yeah. they were all gone. And and I because I, I, it didn't even occur to me that it would be without them. But yeah. how could it be with them? So right. I did a very sorted wedding without Olivia because she was already, uh, you know, she was already battling at the time her health. And uh, that was tough. I just and, and everybody was going, oh, replace her. You know, get a, you know, I, I had so many people. I want to play Bitsy May. I want to play Bitsy May. And I thought, no, ultimately, I just could. I just can't. I really can't. So the, I have many, many stories in me. And I think that, um, you know, I didn't think I would finish that book. And I did. And that was sort of was for me, that was the last installment. I always said I wouldn't do any more sorted after a very sorted wedding because I felt like that that was a great ending to the yeah. franchise, those yeah. weddings and mm-hmm. seeing LaVonda and Wardell get married and Ty and Kyle. And I just love that. And how do you, how do you top having Whoopi Goldberg being a pastor? That is true. That is true. So, um, so I think, I, I think, I think we did okay with it. And I, I, I love that people want more, but I think that, uh, I think we're good. All right. All right. Well, we do have to wrap things up and, I need to tell everybody to make sure that you go see Wounded at the Soho Playhouse in New York City as part of the International Fringe Encore series. It plays from January 24th through February 11th. And I will have the ticket link on my website, Call Me Adam. And Dell directed the show, so go see it. And I am so excited that we got to catch up and I always have wonderful conversations with you and I just feel like you are such an inspiration for so many people with everything you do. I thank you for everything. Well, thank you for all the interviews over the years and and I don't know how you do it, but you never look any older. (laughs) You look so great. All right, Adam, thank you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. I'll see you next time. You will. Bye. Bye. to be in the know just ask anybody who's had them at all the for the business of show call me adam.com